All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for being here. It's February 21st. Um, this is a meeting of the application for a 40B project at 728 Randolph Avenue. Um, we met three weeks ago, I believe, um, to discuss revisions to the plans that the applicant submitted. Um, in the um, intervening time, I understand that Mr. Reardon has had an opportunity to review the revised application um, and has issued a letter um, reporting on both um, items that were previously outstanding um, and some current items um, that he wanted to mention. We also have a piece of correspondence from Marion McKetrick on behalf of the Driscolls, um, as well as revised um, applicant application materials from the applicant. Um, so I guess, you know, my first order of business is to hear from Sean um, about his review and his report, um, unless Peter or any of my board members have um, an alternative plan. Uh, no, Mr. Chairman, for the record, Peter Freeman representing the applicant, and that's fine. We can certainly uh, present uh, the, the slight revision since last time and explain things if you want, but I think it makes sense to go first with Sean. Okay. Sean, I know you're fresh out of the car, but if you are so willing. I am. Where's yours? So, yep. So we got revised drawings, I guess it was probably late last week, and fortunately, Deb and I and had, had been coordinating most of these changes and we'd spoken with um, Chief Madden. So I think everything that I saw was in line with expectations. Um, you know, most notably, obviously, the relocation of the, the driveway from the existing driveway to the access road, from our standpoint, really solved all the problems that were really bugging us from day one. Um, and, and frankly, at that the point we last left, it didn't really seem that solvable. So the good news is all the outstanding items from the prior submittals are, were addressed with the most recent changes. Um, there were a couple things I, I just wanted to sort of add my two cents on. Um, and I know these were items that were concerns of the board, but I just, just wanted to make sure that sort of I, I put my opinions on paper. One was I saw that the road was um, signed for a speed of 10 miles per hour. And you know, my experience is that the state really doesn't allow you to sign for anything under 25 miles per hour unless it's like a school zone and so the 10 miles per hour just seemed like almost like um something that inevitably is going to be ignored um and you know just for perspective you know an active school zone is 20 miles per hour so you're talking about a a speed limit that's half of that so to me it just it just didn't seem um appropriate similarly the the proposed street signs on um, Randolph Ave, they're big, big signs. And you know, my, my expectation is Mass DOT is not going to allow them to do it just because that's not really thing that they're going to sort of put a destination or a directional sign up for, for a, a 40 unit um, multifamily building. You know, a more appropriate solution, in my opinion, would be to, to sign it on the access road so that the signs are visible from each direction of Randolph Ave, kind of like I don't know if you, you get off the highway and you can usually you see those church signs that to me are, are, you know, are, are, are perfect because it, it, it brings your eye to where you want to go and it reminds you, yeah, that's where you should be going rather than seeing a sign on the side of the road 200, 300 feet up. Um, so those are just two things that you know, the board is certainly free to, to, to go with what the applicant proposes. I, I just wanted to make sure that um, you had the, at least the benefit of my thoughts on that. Um, similarly, you know, the, 
we wanted to sort of look at the subdivision standards and the way the roadway is designed. The roadway is designed like a, a full-blown subdivision roadway. A um, couple of the only um, distinctions are no cul-de-sac turnaround. I think the fire chief was okay with that. Um, and then we also talked about no street trees on the south side. And I think that was an appropriate choice given that we have a big, big wetland on that side that's well wooded and we could use that space a little bit better to mitigate some grading impacts on the on the other side of the road. Um, and then just some some minor technical issues that you know, I'm hoping Deb can address in a, in a final plan and then you know that would be it. Okay. Um, do either of my fellow board members have any questions for Mr. Rudin? No. What was what was the signage? I, I saw address signage on the plan. Was there more signage on twenty eight? No, it was it was an it was the uh, I forget the the seven twenty eight Randolph Ave next left or something like that. But the signs were literally three feet by four feet. I mean, just just massive signs. And I just I just didn't think there was any way Mass DOT was going to allow that to be put up. Um, so I thought I'd just offer up a, a better solution. I'm not sure following what the solution is. Deb, can you can you show the plan where the signs sure. are proposed? And I could speak on behalf of Jeff Bandini regarding the signage. So um, just to go around along with the access road, Jeff Mullen at our last meeting said that 25 miles an hour. We proposed 25 miles an hour, by the way, Sean. And then okay. but Jeff brought it up and said oh that's way too fast so now that's why we're proposing 10 and that's why jeff bandini from mcmahon proposed 10 but we could change you know we could change it back whichever you guys prefer doesn't matter to us the yeah I'd be, I'd, I'd be lying if i didn't say I, I i recall that explicitly and i felt a little uncomfortable um sort of going yeah. against the board's comments but yeah. I, I, but i did want to put it on the on paper yeah i took it we take good i, uh, I take you know Take good notes here. But um, the other thing was, oh, the, the, all the signage on Mass DOT, uh, on, the, on the Mass DOT road are coming from, you know, yeah. Mass DOT specs. And uh, obviously, we're going to have to go through that some, the permitting and submittal process with them. And if they say it's too big or too small or they want a different sign or whatever, you know, we'll comply with whatever Mass DOT requires. So uh, as mentioned, I'm going to zip to the detail sheet. So um, Jeff Bandini did provide us with a summary, um, a traffic sign summary. So these two green signs, if I pan up, are the ones that are intended to be, excuse me, <laughs> be on Randolph Ave. I don't know if that's helpful. So they're, they're located 200 feet on either end of the traffic signal. So those would be the two signs Right, and, and as you can see, they're they're five and a half feet wide by three. Right, and a half they're they're wide. big. Um, you know, th th those those are typically used for 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 more significant um, destinations, m much more significant destinations, um, with you know thousands of vehicle types yes. as opposed to dozens. Um, so so I just didn't want the board thinking that that was a had a high likelihood of getting approved. And what I thought maybe a better or, or, or sort of a, a more appropriate solution would be 
to sign the actual corners of the of the access road with a sign for the facility so that people could see it as they approached from from either side of uh, Randolph Ave. Deb, if you could go to the intersection. Sure. And, and what I'm thinking is if, if we put them outside the right-of-way, outside of the state right-of-way, they could still be visible from either direction and, and be completely within your control to authorize. So you so could I'll, stick one right right here and right here. Or, 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 or no, on, on both sides of the access. Yeah, oh, yeah, here, sorry, there. yes. And yep. one there. Mm-hmm. But again, that's for the board's consideration. There's no magic in that or no certainty in that. Just something that, you know, what I thought was a, a, a more appropriate solution. Does that explain it, Jeff? I think until the access road is really taking traffic, I think it's going to forever be confusing on how to get to 728 Randolph Avenue. The reason for the signage, in my view, is to keep people off the right-of-way. It's the whole purpose of using the access road. I think it, I, have, I have no idea what the district would say about the sign, the size of the signs, but I think we should do something like the applicant shall have appropriate signage um, to direct uh, people to the premises. And I think, you know, obviously that's, if it's within the state highway layout, it's going to be subject to MassDOT's approval, but it would be nice to have something like, um, you know, with consultation to the planning director or the building inspector or something like that. I, I just think this is a confusing building to get to. Um, and Jeff, your concern is you don't want people using the, the existing driveway. Well, we're doing, we're making, the town is making the access road available so that they won't use it. So, right. and I think the average person, I mean, maybe if you live there, it's not going to be confusing, but I think the average person is going to be looking at the street numbers. I think the average person is going to be looking at their GPS. And so that's my question is, will the GPS still indicate that the entrance to 728 is at the right of way? That's a good question. Uh, is a change of address an option? Could they have the I thought about that. I, 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 that's a good question for um for the town planner, the or the, the, the development director. But I think we can rely on any of that. I, I just I just think you should have an appropriate signage plan that ought to be you ought to consult with the town on. I understood that understand that the Commonwealth has the last say on state highway signs, but we should. I I recommend we do something like that. The problem with the GPS, I think, um, Mike, is it's it's not really a public way, you know. So, um, and if it were, I I I think it would be great if the town would name it and give it a new address, and then maybe that's down the road. But I I think so long as it has this address, I think it's just going to be confusing. So, we ought to be doing everything we can to eliminate that confusion. And I'm not saying we're not, but. And that was the intention of the signs. Mr. Freeman, any ideas or comments? No, I think we can work with you. The type of, uh, seems to me, and, and Rob certainly chime in afterward, but the kind of condition that Mr. Mullen just uh, briefly uh, stated, um, you know, that seems reasonable. 
uh, and again, everybody knows and the condition would say subject to a uh, mass dot approval. So all certainly reasonable. Or you know, if math, mass DOT doesn't approve of it, that an alternate package needs to be developed. Right. Yeah, we can work on the language later, but I was thinking something along those lines, Sean. Yep. Um, okay. You know, if mass DOT does not approve it, then the applicant will have to work with the town planner on something appropriate, something, something like that. Yep. When you build these new buildings and new subdivisions, you know, you know, the, the, all the, the Googles and the map quests and all that, if you build a new road, they pick it up pretty quickly within a year or so. So that's what I, I recommended, even if we call it the access road or the, whatever we want to weigh or whatever, and then create a separate number for the building that would eliminate a lot of the confusion. But yeah. I think that is probably down the road, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get that done tonight. And um, yeah, it's probably got a name in its future, uh, which would be great. And that would help. Yeah. I, I don't feel strongly about the speed. I don't recall saying 10 miles per hour. I recall saying I th thought it was too fast, but if the experts don't think that, then I don't have an objection. And the only other point I have is you said you think the fire department is fine without the turnaround at the end of the street. Do we know that? We we did talk specifically about it. Um, and, and Chief Madden sort of um, indicated he was okay with it. But, but I would suggest sort of closing the loop with him as, as, a, as a final measure. Yeah, so the, the the way that that meeting ended up, and, and I, I sent a bit of correspondence from Chief Madden um, over the board earlier today, um, based on that meeting we had last week. Um, the, the way that Chief Madden characterized it is internally to the site, there is there, there are options for turnaround. Um, and then rather than having, uh, you know, a cul-de-sac, as long as the, the gate wherever the gate is going to go that kind of blocks off access to um, the um, the gas pipeline area um, that, that we want to restrict access to. As long as there's enough room for his truck to pull out and kind of safely back out and then, you know, make its way down the access road, um, there's really no need for any additional pavement um, in the form of a cul-de-sac or anything. Um, so, so that's one thing that we'll have to kind of discuss um, you know, and, and I've, I've had this conversation in town hall, we need to talk to our, our friends at Algonquin and um, National Grid about kind of the exact placement of that, um, of that gate, whether it's going to go across the access road or, or further up kind of directly across, um, you know, the access to their station. Um, but regardless of where, as long as that can be positioned in a way that allows for the, uh, the ladder truck to kind of back out of the driveway and kind of make its move um, you know, we're all set with the pavement width that uh, that's proposed. Well, do we need to know that for certain before we move forward? Um, so I, 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 oops, sorry, Deb. No, I was just going to um, state that we did provide a um, emergency vehicle turning template with the latest submittal that shows that specific turnaround pulling in backing into the end of the access road and coming out. And there's approximately 50 feet plus 
from from the driveway to where the gate is proposed, which allows for that turnaround. Right, I, I understand that, but I think what, oh. and Tim, if I'm mistaken, please let me know, but that's where the gate is proposed. Is that where it's gonna be? I mean, if it ends up being oh. 40 feet closer in, um, that's a problem, right? Um, it would it would be a problem. I don't have any reason to believe um, that there would be a reason for the gate to be there. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, the, the board could obviously condition its approval upon, you know, the location of a gate that allows for, you know, sufficient access and, and egress for, for fire vehicles. Um, you know, the, the, the condition that, that that gate is in now is, you know, just effectively a couple hundred feet down the road. Um, you know, we'd be moving it you know, up the road, but um, it would still function exactly as the gas companies need, which is to just restrict access, um, you know, to their facilities. So, um, you know, we've, we've, we've researched the, um, the easement agreements that we have with um, Algonquin and National Grid. We, we haven't yet uh, reached out directly and kind of informed them of, of what our plans are. But, but again, I don't have any reason to believe that we can't come to, um, you know, a satisfactory conclusion for, for everybody. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of kind of appropriately conditioning the approval to allow for that, you know, negotiation to happen. Okay, thanks, Tim. <coughs> I, think that, I agree with that. I think that seems right to me. Okay. Um, do, you think, do you think we should see the <clears throat> waiver list? Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. Um, is Mr. Freeman, I don't know if you're planning to submit an update, updated waiver list um, or any other um, revisions to any of the documents submitted so far, but um, is that something you're planning to do or can you do that? I can certainly do it, although uh, I don't believe that we have uh, the need for changes. Um, Deb, I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that. I know we spoke about it periodically as you change the plans, including you know, the most recent and significant change being the access road. Uh, well, would you be I seeking a, I, a waiver for the um, the bylaw having to do with cul-de-sacs? Well, we could if you'd like it, but actually it's still not a subdivision, so we don't need a waiver from subdivision rules and regulations since the project isn't a subdivision. Um, but if, if you're more comfortable with our asking for that request, and, and I guess that would also mean the same request for the tree, uh, um, street trees, we can certainly do that. I think I'd prefer it if you could. I think it would make our job a little bit easier. Okay. All right, before we move on, is there anybody else, um, any other board members, any other parties here, or any member of the public who has um, comment on the three issues raised by Sean Reardon, which is the miles per hour on the road, the signage on Randolph Avenue or the cul-de-sac turnaround. All right, um, hearing none. Um, I don't know if Marion McKetrick is on, but speaking of Gates, she had submitted some correspondence uh, regarding the Driscoll property. She, she is on, would you like me to promote her over? Yes, please. Okay.
Good evening. Hi, Marion. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I I I got your letter. I didn't um, have a chance to read it too closely, but I did read it, and I was just wondering if you would um, maybe hit the highlights for us uh, here. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. I'll start it. I'll start in reverse because you were just talking about the gate um, on the access road. So one of the things that we hadn't discussed previously with this change of plans is the fact that the Driscolls um, currently are able to go in and out of their driveway and they can also back into the remaining part of the right of way in order to you know, turn trucks and turn vehicles and then go out. So we wanted to make sure that if there were a gate proposed somewhere on that side of the development, we don't know if there is, that it's high, as high up as possible so that you leave the remaining part of the access road that you're not doing anything to unencumbered. And maybe that's the plan, um, it, but we couldn't tell from this. Um, I don't think the landscape plan either shows whether or not you're planning a gate. The other comment on a gate there is that if you're going to do a gate, we were asking that you design it like the one at Seasons Hospice. There's an emergency access um, there, and you can you can anybody who's doing the design can take a look at that. Um, so those are my comments um, about gates on the right of way. Uh, the other comments we had, first of all, we wanted to say that the improved landscaping was very much what we were talking about. You've added a second layer of screening. You've used um, native New England arborvitae. Um, and you also added additional landscaping at the top left corner of the site in between the Driscoll property and the parking lot. The only comment we do have on the landscaping plan is that we'd like to ask you to try to move that dumpster over. In the beginning of this project, when we looked at the original site plan, that's where the dumpster was. And we asked that you move it so that it's not as close to the lot lines, the Driscoll lot lines. Well, we have another issue now because now you're bringing the access, you're bringing the driveway in on the top side there. But looking at this plan, it seems to me possible for you to move that dumpster over to the right and, and sort of reverse the position of the dumpster and the dog park and um, snow storage so that the dumpster is further over in, and to the right. I know that we're not looking at the landscape plan, but um, yeah, you can see it here. Yeah, so uh, sorry, Marion. I oh, I, I see. Oh, this is different. Switch, yeah, switch. So this is okay. a new. This is nobody's seen this, but I think I just wanted to make sure that this was sort of what you were looking for, where the dog park, uh, uh, dog park is over near the uh, playground area. Then you have yeah. your vehicle turn, and then we have the dumpsters on the corner with snow removal over here. So yes, that's just thank you. I. Yeah. If that's close to what you were looking for, that um, I, I think we can make that change, and that would be in this area here. Sure, if you can make it work, the whole the idea is to move it away as much as you can, and I think that mm -hmm. looks like it as much as you can. So, I mean, yep. I think uh, John Driscoll may be in this meeting too, but we did talk about. I talked to him about the general idea of moving it over, and he agreed with that. He and his wife. So I appreciate that very quick um, response to that comment. Um, is anything else? Um, no, I mean, those are, you know, the only other comment I have just to go back to the discussion of Randolph Ave is there are other, uh, there are other streets in town where Mass Highway has put up signs announcing that a street is coming up within, you know, 20 feet or 30 feet. There's one at the end of Blue Hill Terrace Street. That's where my house is. 
And um, they didn't, they only put that up probably five or six, maybe 10 years ago, but it's really helpful. So I think that the idea of having some sign on Randolph Avenue, is something you should continue to pursue if they won't put one up that's as big as what you propose, then a smaller size sign. And maybe the whole question of address will play into that. But I agree that um, some advance warning is gonna be important so people don't get confused and start turning into the right of way. But those are basically, that summarizes our comments. Thank you. Thanks, Marion. Michael, if I could just add one quick thing. So I, I do think Marion brings up a good point about a, basically a, it's a, a hammerhead turnaround for the Driscolls that, I, Deb, I think the landscape plan does um, preclude that. So I think there, there might have to be a little bit of a change to provide a hammerhead turnaround for the Driscolls at the end of the driveway. Okay, I'll take a, take a double check, but I anticipated that that, that existing pavement, which I'm outlining here, mm -hmm. would be retained, but I'll double check that on the landscaping plan to make sure that they didn't encroach into that existing pavement area. Okay, okay so, so that's good. So that, that means that they've got enough room to back in there and turn around. Yeah, we'll leave sufficient room as it exists right now for them to back up and turn around, you know, 20, 30 feet and... Okay. But we wanted to have that screening to come down so that that sure. they're screened from the building and all that stuff. So yep. sure. yeah. Let's see if I can do you actually put the landscaping plan up. <laughs> I, I was just actually coming to look for that. <laughs> I think the landscaping, some of the landscaping is within the easement area. And I know it's confusing because the driveway is not within the easement area. So yeah. But I think it seemed to me that within reason, we, we ought to have some understanding of how the landscaping interacted with the easement. And then, so that was one point I had. The second point is I did ask about that gate at that location, which I think is important for emergencies. Um, I don't know what the, I mean, I've probably seen it, but I don't know what the gate looks like at the hospice. What What is it, Mary? I can't really describe it very well. Um, is it chain link or is it the kind of thing you see up in, at the Blue Hills? Uh, I think it's like the Blue Hills, but it's easily moved in case it has to be. Um, it's like metal bars, like a like a like the Blue Hill Gate, if I remember. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so just to clarify, when we met with the fire department, they uh, the chief did not want a gate at all. So we don't have a gate. Oh, it's completely okay. cut off. He said it just creates confusion with the fire department and in, in, in emergencies. Okay. So we absolutely have no gate, just curbing going straight. And he said that they'll just yeah. use an NFPA turnaround to go back out. And um, what is the curbing? Is it like a Cape Cod burn? Granite, granite. And what's granite that? Is that going down the hill? This this the, the the proposed site would be granite curbing. There's no curbing on. We're not touching the existing driveway. So that existing driveway remains. The landscaping runs right up very close to the existing pavement of the driveway there, yeah, but, but doesn't it? They don't show the easement on this plan. I, 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 I overlay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, you might, you might want to look at that just to make sure you're giving them practically enough room, regardless of where the existing pavement ends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe just the depth of a parking stall yeah that makes sense yeah, that's something along the lines of the 
the landscaping should be installed to not frustrate the use of the easement or something like that seems appropriate to me. Yeah, you could pull it back a little bit here. Don't actually, um, the grading plan, we're only, our limit of work is way up here, up near the cur the driveway, uh, the parking lot. So we're not even coming down close. This would be, this is where your limit of pavement is on the existing driveway. So there is a good uh, distance here that we can adjust that landscaping for. What is the space between the end of the driveway and the landscaping? It looked like it was, is it, is it grass? It's gravel, dirt. It's a driveway. No, no, no. The green, the green. Grass. Oh, now? Yeah. No, what's the proposed is grass. Yep. The proposed. Yeah, that's, yeah, a that's, like, that's like so a little. Right, right now we have about 15 feet or so for a yeah. turnaround for Driscoll. I mean, we could pull it back 20, 25. It doesn't matter. So it's really. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would recommend, I mean, obviously the board be up to the board, but I, I feel like something, leave it general, because that's that feels to me more like a field change, um, given the fact that there's no real element there. I mean, that that's a little slope, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that's the access to 728, yeah. Right. So Driscoll just comes down and drives and goes right to 28. There's really no need for them to back up into the 728 entrance, but it, that that area, that driveway yeah. is going to be a dead driveway. It's not going to do anything, so I don't mind giving 20, 25 feet to allow them to pull in if they got to turn around for some reason. Yeah, I guess my point is it's in the easement area. It, it actually isn't. I think it's, it's outside. Right yeah. I don't know about that. Outside. Oh, 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 that is. Yeah. Okay. But that some of the landscaping is in there. Maybe up in here. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to hop back. Yeah, we, we're not in the easement. Yeah. No, Daryl, yeah. we're not in the easement. Doesn't, doesn't look like it. No, we're not. We'll verify, and if we are, we'll pull it back out of the easement so we're not doing any landscaping in the easement. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay. We'll verify. Deb will verify, and we'll pull it back. Sure. Yep. And if you can leave the additional pavement for turning a truck, because John Driscoll drives a truck, I think that's one of the reasons he's concerned about this. And yep. he wants it's easier for him sometimes to back down and back into the end of the easement and then go out. So I think what you're talking about extending just a little bit into where where it's described as snow storage and grass. Yeah doesn't really harm the landscaping view and it would be helpful. So we'd appreciate it if you could do that. And Marion, 25 feet should be more than enough room for that. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Crystal, I don't, I don't know if anybody in the public um, has or wants to be heard. There is John Driscoll. If you could promote, I just promote. I I just promote him over. Thank you. Hi, Mr. Driscoll. Um, did you want to say something? <clears throat> Hello. Hey, Hello. Mr. Driscoll. How are you? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that 20 to 25 feet. That way I can pull up and back up my driveway. Or the... Hello. Okay, no, we hear you. We hear you. No, I appreciate that. That will work. Great. All right, thank you. Great, thank you. Um, so let me ask Mr. Gray and Mr. Mullen, um, you know, how do you want to proceed from here? Is there anything else that you want to hear tonight or should we start talking about our next steps? I don't have any further questions. Nor do I. Okay. I appreciate the, all the work that's gone into developing the plan. Same. Um, so I guess, Mr. Freeman, we should discuss next steps. I mean, I'd like to see the revised waiver list. Um, if you would be so kind. Um, and then I think we should probably schedule um, another hearing to take a look at that and perhaps make a decision. Sure, Mr. Chairman, uh, I agree. I appreciate that um, as always. And, and you know, I, I know sometimes we disagree, but given that there is um, pretty much agreement on what these final tweaks are gonna show, including the waivers, um, I would just ask that, uh, I don't know who's going to draft the decision, be it uh, Tim and Judy Barrett or whomever, but that I think it would be helpful um, so that it can be discussed at, you know, an open hearing. So that's the only uh, other thing I would ask for is that, you know, you authorize someone to, you know, draft a decision. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, unless um, my board members um, disagree, I think that's a good idea and it's probably productive. Ms. Barrett is not, I believe, is not on the call tonight. Um, and she's ill. Yeah, I, yeah. I texted her. She's ill. Okay. Um, I, 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 I just texted her to see if she'd be up for taking a stab at a at a, a draft. I'll let you know if I hear back. Okay. I mean, that would be ideal. And in the past, I know she has agreed to do that. Um, and so let's proceed under the assumption that she will do that. Um, I also know that she's very busy, so I don't want to speak for her schedule um, in terms of how long it's going to take her to get a draft turned around to us. Um, uh, so Mr. Chair, I, I did just hear back. She said, uh, yes, she's just waiting for the green light. Okay. Um, I think, I think this is the green light. <laughs> uh, we'll give it to her. Um, so, I, um, I mean, I suppose I can speak with Judy offline and figure out a time, you know, the amount of time it, it will take her to put something together. I know in the past it's, you know, it's been a, a matter of weeks, um, and so maybe we could plan our next meeting with that, taking that into account. Does that make sense, Peter? Uh, sure. I mean, as you know, we need to schedule a definite um, continued date tonight or else, you know, it would have to be re-advertised. Um, so my suggestion is if we schedule it for three weeks out, I don't know your schedule yet, but subject to that naturally, um, that seems reasonable. And if she's just unable to do it, we're all human and she is busy, then we would have to continue or perhaps we still meet and you know do these the final look at these final plans and waivers um probably be short uh, and then hopefully very soon after that if necessary would have the uh decision to go over yeah let's do that um let's be optimistic and um schedule something for three weeks out if possible if the schedule allows um if judy's able to get us something by then, great. If not, we'll make as much progress during that meeting as we can um, and maybe make Judy's job easier for her. Uh, if, if I may, Mr. Chairman, before looking at calendar dates, uh, I know that we've been doing Tuesdays lately. I think we had done a Wednesday. 
Um, I do see that I have another ZBA hearing on the 14th, which is exactly three weeks. So I don't know if you could do another day that week. Mr. Mullen and I are, have a hearing on the 15th, I believe, for another project. Um, okay, so the 14th, well, and I, 15th, they're out. Yeah. So, but the Thursday is possibility, the 16th. Um, you know what? I have I have one on the 16th uh, as well. Busy week for me, so I'll juggle. I'll figure out a way to cover uh, um, on the 14th if that works for you folks. The 14th works okay for me. It works for me too. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine for me. Crystal, the 14th is, okay is yes. The 14th is open at seven o'clock. Yep. Okay. Great. If I could, I just wanted to add one more thing before, just for the record. I did talk to the um, assistant superintendent regarding the bus stop, and um, what he what he said was, Dr. Pavlicek said that you know they're they are willing to go up a private road and they are willing to go up to the to the driveway as long as his, his comments were that as long as he could turn around. So. Um, Obviously, having a fire truck being able to turn around the bus will as well. So we showed the turning radius to center submission. Thanks for following up on that. I just want to, I know it's important. So yeah. Okay. Um, so March 14th it is. Um, any other comments, questions, concerns? Not from our end. Thank you very much. Okay. Nice to see you all. Um, and we'll see you in three weeks. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Thank Everybody. you. Thanks, Sean.